Welcome to the Speaking of Tangents podcast, a podcast for your ears. This week's episode is brought to you by time. Time. We've got it, you've got it. Otherwise, we wouldn't be recording this and you wouldn't be listening. Time. It flies. My name is Jason. And my name is KJ, and oh my stars, you guys, have we got a really fun episode. First, Jason and I review my big week out here in the middle of nowhere, and we check in on Jason and how he's doing post-antibiotics. Well, it's more mid-antibiotic at the moment, but by the time this gets posted, I actually probably will be post-antibiotic, so there was really no sense in me bringing up post and posted and post and pre and mid in the first place, so I'll just say this and get right to the point. Boy, do we ever have a guest today. Then we'll wrap it all up with feedback. And an Amazon review, kind of. Well, it's about time. And speaking of tangents. In a week, week. things happen. Yes, they do. And now we'll review. Yes, we will. Those things that happened. The things that happened. It's the speaking of tangents. Week in review. So what is up this week? After week after Thanksgiving. No, wait a minute. Thanksgiving was. I've been sick for a while. I can't remember anymore. <laughs> Thanksgiving was a while ago. Good is okay. up. You know. You know what? It Excellent. really doesn't feel like a week has passed already. Man, time flies. I don't even know what day, <laughs> where I am. Not much has happened this week so far for me, but something well, happened. Early. It is early. Something happened on Sunday. What's that? That I don't think I've ever experienced before. I got mail delivered on Sunday to me in my mailbox. I'm waiting for the unexpected Crickets. part of it. <laughs> the I'm waiting uh, for the, the Sunday mail anything. delivery is not something I I don't think I've had that happen before. And when so it was Amazon, and so I Amazon usually will deliver to my front door. Only, you know, if the package is too large to fit in the box. But so I, I knew this package was coming and they said, expect a delivery Sunday, December 3rd. And I said, wow, Sunday, really? <laughs> and I didn't believe them. I thought that meant that they delivered to the post office, but I still wouldn't get it till Monday. I know you lived in the middle of nowhere. <laughs> I thought you still lived in the civilized world. What, you get mail on Sundays? All the time. And in Amazon always crams stuff into the mailbox. Yes. They, they, the only time they bring it to the door is if they cannot l- squeeze it into the mailbox. And sometimes it's the only thing that will fit in the mailbox and it's like sticking out and the door won't even close and they still put it in there. Oh, yeah. We've talked about that on this show before. Yes. And that drives us nuts. Yes. But this well, actually but yeah, fit Sunday, in my box. So they did not bring it to the door. So when I got the notification from Amazon that said it was delivered, I walked down to the mailbox and sure enough, it was in there. It was so great. I was so excited. <laughs> <Okay>. <laughs> I never had that. I don't think that's always the case. My only guess is that this is because of the holiday season. Hmm. Well, I here I, I've forgotten the last time that stuff that stuff like that, you know, since I've been living probably in Atlanta, it's been like that where they deliver stuff on Sundays, stuff is open twenty four hours a day, seven days a week, doesn't matter. Thanksgiving, Christmas, everything is open all the time. And a lot of stuff open twenty four hours. Well, see, that's the difference is that 
yes, I might live out in the middle of nowhere, but you also <laughs> live in one of the largest cities in the country. Yeah, so, but I live like on the outskirts. I'm in the suburbs, but yes, yeah, I, I get yeah. It's definitely much more 24 seven than yeah anywhere you are. And I'm sure that people in between that don't live in, out in the middle of nowhere, but also don't live in one of the biggest cities, it's not quite everything 24 hours. Well, no, between Georgia is is kind of low key. I agree. Okay. Well, There's, I was pretty excited about this Sunday package. Have you ever been to between Georgia? I thought you meant between Minnesota and Georgia. No, no, what is between Georgia? A town? It's a town not too far from me. That's that it's between, and it's because I think it's because it's between Athens and Atlanta. And the name of it is between. Yes, they it's are, a real creative. It is you know, very think creative. Tank there, <laughs> but there are a lot of towns like that that are kind of kind of fun names. Um, I think there's an in Barris, Minnesota. And I think there's a, is there a hell? I think, is there a hell, oh, Minnesota? Yeah. Oh, yeah. There's, there's several, there's several. There's, like, there's definitely like one in Montana, I think. Um, no, I, <laughs> I love it that I said, definitely, I think. Yeah, definitely. I think. There's, this is definitely true, I think. <laughs> yes. Well, hell, I know there's a hell, Minnesota, maybe not hell, something to do with being frozen, too. Like, hmm. Obviously would, not. Then cold. would you say that in the wintertime there, hell freezes over? Yes. Well, I think that's where my mind is going with the trying to say that it's hell, Minnesota in the winter freezing. Mm-hmm. But no, hell doesn't freeze over. Mm-hmm. Not here. It's really not that cold here. Well, maybe now that they're delivering on Sundays. Yes. Now so, it will. It was 45, 50 degrees here today. Way above average. Wow, I was going to say that seems warm. It's like 80 degrees here right now. Just ridiculous. Yeah, it's, is that warm for Atlanta this time of year? Oh, yeah, even for here, yeah. In December? The first week of December, yes. Okay, warm. all right. Well, okay, so what I got on Sunday was no real big deal, but what I'm going to get is a big deal. Oh, And that's okay. not here yet, but it's coming. A turntable. Wow. I mean, I think that's the proper term. The official term is a turntable. I call it a record player. Oh, okay. I thought you meant like a Lazy Susan. No. No. I already have one of those. <laughs> Do you really? Uh-huh. <laughs> that's awesome. Yeah. In the kitchen cabinet. I haven't seen one of those in a long time. I remember growing up, my like all my like aunts and stuff had those. Yeah, we've got it. It's pretty it's pretty neat. Man, but Susan yeah. must have been rough. I, I, did we talk about this if one? If she was so, I don't know. Did we? I think we talked about, is it Lazy Susan or Souza? It's Susan. Like, dang, Susan, get up and do something. You're so lazy. We're yeah. going to name a product after you. <laughs> yeah, but why would it be a turntable? It's so you don't have to get up and move around. It's so you don't have to lift the plates. You just, you put it on the table and then you just turn it. To get to the next, you know, dish. Oh, see, that's not what I think of when I think of a lazy Susan. Okay, then what's that's that's why when you said turntable, I said lazy Susan. What what's a lazy Susan to you? To me, that is. And don't say your friend there that won't get up and do their part. Yeah, well, I was going to, but I figured I wouldn't go there. Um, do you have a friend named Susan? Um, I have a yes, I do. Yeah. Maybe you should qualify that. 
we're joking and you're not really talking. I'm about not her. talking about her. I actually have several friends. All my Susan friends. I'm not talking about any of you. Mm-hmm. Lazy Susan is in. It's built into my kitchen cabinets where you can put whatever you want, really. But a lot of people will put canned goods or other items that you can spin around in the, it's just a built in, but yes, I right. see what you're saying. There's lazy Susan that you can yeah. buy that my, my mom has one in her cupboard for spices, yeah. but mine's a big, huge built in one where we put pots and pans and other items like that. Oh, you just got a built in one. Yeah. It's yeah. yeah okay. It's, so it's not lazy Susa. I don't think so. Okay. Lazy Susan. I, I do not. I'm not the owner of one. So i Honestly, not the one to speak here on this. Okay, well, that's not but, very... So, but that's not going to stop me. It's Lazy Susan. Okay, Lazy Susan. All right, all right. So, turntables. Yes, so I, I did some research on a turntable, and it's coming mm-hmm. soon, and I wanted to... I tweeted asking the Beatle heads mm-hmm. what would be the... Oh, yeah, I saw that. The only Beatle... The, if you only could buy one Beatle record, what would it be? And I got lots of opinions from folks... Pretty much every record that they've made was suggested by somebody, which is, I think, the way to go. I mean. Yeah, yeah. But I ended up, I settled on Revolver, which came today. So I have my my record, but I don't have my record player yet. But it'll be soon. Yeah, that's cool. Big week around here. Mail on Sundays, Revolver record came, turntable coming. So you bought this turntable like something that you bought for yourself or it's a gift? Yes, yes. So I used several gift cards from for amazon.com from people over my birthday and i was able to put some money together and order that so i'm pretty excited so um what spurred this what instigated this oh getting back into vinyl well getting into vinyl for the first time time, yeah well we used to have vinyl growing up one of my favorite vinyl records that i don't know what happened to it that you and i have discussed before is the peter pan not peter pan robin Robin hood Hood soundtrack Mm -hmm. that we had on roger miller Yes, on um, whatever vinyl, 33 and a third or whatever it is, 45 RPMs. It's See, I'm 45. learning all that stuff now. Yeah. But um, I don't know. I just, everybody says that, you know, we should have never left vinyl with the set. Everybody says the sound is the best, better yeah. than CDs, better than cassettes, better than eight tracks. Here's the thing. 99% of people can't tell the difference. And I'm probably in that 99%. Well, most, I mean, by definition, most people are. Yes. So are you one of the 1% that can tell the difference? I can tell the difference on some of that stuff. I can certainly hear the differences between MP3, like bit rates, mm-hmm. and when stuff is compressed and when it's a WAV file. But I mean, I listen to stuff like that in different varying qualities, you know, or is it 44 hertz versus 48 hertz, kilohertz, or is it, you know, uh, 96 I listen to that stuff on a regular basis, though, so it's kind of like most people, if they spent you know years listening to different varying levels of quality of stuff, they'd be the tell, probably be able to tell the difference too. I mean, it's not it's not like having perfect pitch where either you pretty much have it or you don't. You can yeah. improve your pitch, but some people just have an eight, an eight. You know, I can hear that exactly, and I can tell you what that note is mm-hmm. without even knowing. Yeah, I mean, and I, I can get pretty close. But, you know, I don't I don't have that gift of exactly what's this pitch right away. But, yeah, um, most people can't tell the difference. No, and I probably won't be able to. And I've wanted one for a while, probably when the 
resurgent came, you know, started, I don't know, maybe six months ago, maybe longer than that now. It's probably been years. I'm a little behind out here in the middle of nowhere. Um, it Jen. takes years, years for the trends to catch up. Yes, exactly. <laughs> but then I put it off. I said, I don't really need one of those. You don't really need one. Wait till like three years from now, you're going to hear about this thing called a fidget spinner. Um, do you know about a fidget spinner? Or are you making this up? What is a, you know a fidget spinner? <laughs> you know what a fidget spinner is, right? Uh-uh. No. Okay. <laughs> Call me back in 2020 and we'll talk about it. <laughs> okay. <laughs> so anyway, it's, I... It really is like you live in Canada. It is. And Have I, you ever been to like like western part of Canada, like Alberta area uh, yes. of Canada? Yes. Nothing. It is like tra- time traveling to like... Ni- I, I mean, I went there in probably 98 and it was like traveling there in like 1984. Uh huh. Yeah, like, we're not so, quite that far behind here. In fact, in my town, there's a so vinyl. Only rest- like three years behind. No, there's a vinyl store in my town. Ooh, are you sure that's not just was there in the seventies? No, just- it's pretty new. <laughs> it's, it's- so I'm excited. So basically, you know, I'm just gonna try this out. Whether it's I'm jumping on the fad or whatever I'm doing, but I'm gonna try this vinyl out and 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 see how it goes. So should be fun. Yeah. Maybe it'll get me to listen to music more and less podcasts because I listen to so many podcasts. Yeah, same here. Um, so what about you? How are you feeling? Have those antibiotics kicked in yet? Uh, it's getting better. Um, certainly better than I was a couple weeks ago and better than last week. Good. It's starting to finally go away. Uh, I think maybe another week I'll feel, maybe by the end of this week I'll feel back to normal, I hope. Um, I got a couple of things coming up on Friday that I got to, Go a couple shows I'm playing at, so hopefully I'll feel good enough for so, that. So yeah, for like two hours. You definitely need to be. You need to be feeling good by then. Yeah, I think I tweeted about this, but the the antibiotic said at any point in time in taking this, you could have diarrhea that starts and lasts for up to two months. If you do, please see your doctor. And I'm like, <laughs> oh, that's I, right. I think I saw that. That is quite the side effect. Yeah. That's the first time I'd seen that on there. For so up I to haven't two had that months, yet. huh? Because Jen didn't <laughs> yes. Jen say something about hers might cause might cause a tendon rupture. Jen Babish, yes, which yeah. is insane. Yes. I mean, yeah. Well, that's pretty, that? that's a pretty common side effect for people that are taking long term corticosteroids. So I wonder if hers had some steroid mm. in it. To rupture tendons? Yes. Really? Yeah. Yep. And it so happens, let me ask you this. Uh, it happens fairly frequently for people that are on chronic long term medications mm. like that. So are we seeing more MR, or MCLs and ACLs and all that stuff? And torn tendons and stuff in like football and other sports do you think because of increased steroid use maybe I know we got serious right there all of a sudden maybe. people seem to be getting injured like crazy amounts in the last few years to me but mcls and acls those are ligaments so those are not tearing because of that medication i don't think they're affected by steroids but when you're getting into like oh. achilles tendons Mm-hmm. Um, patellar oh, tendons. Oh, so like Mr. Kobe Bryant a few years ago. Maybe, but Kobe Bryant was also of the age when those Achilles tendons tend to go. Kind of like what happened to, oh my gosh, what's his name? The Seattle Seahawk that this just happened to this year. The 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 Richard defender, Sherman. Sherman. So he's mm-hmm. getting, you know, when you're getting up to the upper 30s. Yeah, that's an old man right there. Uh-huh. 30s. Especially Woo. in a professional sports. That's when those tendons tend to go. So I don't know. Okay. I don't know if I can say that that's related, but I guess I wouldn't be surprised if we started if we started seeing more tendon ruptures then maybe. Maybe we, we might be saying, "Okay, I wonder about this." Well, I've seen a lot of like 
it and this may be just my perception of it, but it seems like once players start getting injured on a team, it's like I see teams out there that have very a few injured players, and I see teams like you know the DC NFL team where you, <laughs> it seems like everybody's injured. Yes, and I don't know if it just seems. I'll, I always wonder whenever I see like a rash of injuries, which I mean, obviously can be random and can just happen to one particular team. Yes. It seems like to me it could be something to do with what is the training staff yeah, doing Yeah, you there? have to start thinking about training and what's going on. Right. Strength and conditioning coaches. Yes. When it's a team like that, you do have to kind of think about that. How's their diet? Should they be getting get Kelly smoothies or what? What's his see, name? I know you. I know you. Um, <laughs> what? Kelly Smoothies. Who's the what's the guy's name? Kelly. Not Jim Kelly. <laughs> the one that just got hired. Oh yeah, he's working at yeah, UCLA. He now. was he the Eagles Nora. head coach and he had all of them drinking smoothies and thought that was the answer. Yeah, I know. I'm just waiting to see where you go with this. And what's his name? Kelly. Something Kelly, right? Kelly Kelly Ripper? No, his last name is Kelly, isn't it? Oh. Yes. What's it? Chip. Chip Kelly. There you go. Boom. We have a winner. Ding, 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 ding. Yes. Um, and then you have the injuries like um, where the gentleman would not have gotten injured had Gronk not jumped on him like he was a wrestling superstar. Did you see this? That was ridiculous. I saw the replays it of that. It was terrible. Like, on Twitter, yeah. He got a concussion from that. Mm. I didn't know that. And I think Gronk was suspended one game when the, and there's an outcry that it should be more. I don't see how he wasn't ejected out of the game. I know. When I saw that. Yeah. The guy was laying down out of bounds. Yes. And he was <laughs> down. Even if he was in bounds, he was down. And Gronk, to me, looked like he was jumping off of the ropes. Yeah. He took a, it was a complete total, you know, cheap shot, cheap shot. headshot. Yes. Ridiculous. Yeah. I I think it ought to be like, isn't it something in hockey where if, if you, if you do something illegal and you injure like another person? Like a, cause them to get a concussion that it's potentially they can suspend you for the amount of time that the other person is out. Or maybe I've just heard Tony and Mike I, say. That I don't know, that but that sounds it. like a fairly decent idea. Yeah. I don't know. I that. think Grant should be out at least one game. And if that guy on the, is it the Bills, right? Uh, the, Yeah, the Bills. The cornerback. Yep. If, because he's like one of their better defenders. If he's out multiple games, Gronk's out multiple games. Oh, get out. Eye for an eye is basically what you're advocating here, kind of. <laughs> well, yeah, sort of. <laughs> Yeah, yeah, that game was game for game. Game for game, yeah. Yeah, that was not good. No. Not What good. were we talking about? <laughs> uh we were talking about antibiotics and then we got off on a little tangent. But you know what? I'm kind of excited for our next segment. Should we just get to it? Oh, we have another segment coming up? Yeah, we I think we do. Oh, I think we should get to it then. I do too. It's the guest segment, right? Yes. Oh, I'm excited about this one, yes. Yes. All right, all right. If you're a regular listener of this podcast, you know this music means it's time to get hype because coming up right now is a very special guest segment. So sit back, relax, and enjoy as we chat about the PTI show, the early days of major TV networks, improv, meeting celebrities, and of course, food. I mean, after all, this is Speaking of Tangents podcast. This one is hilarious, so buckle up. Let's go! Do we have a guest on the show this week? Answer no or yes, it's a binary thing. Do we have a guest? Do we have a guest? Answer no or yes. Why, yes, we do have a guest, Jason. All right. She's the assistant director of one of ESPN's most popular shows, the two-time 
Two-time Emmy Award-winning, pardon the interruption. Two-time. Or as it's more commonly referred to, PTI. And Mm. I'm guessing from her fabulous nickname that she probably does a whole lot more behind the scenes than assistant director duties call for. And I could go on and on about her in this introduction, but her nickname, Bonnie Gets It Done, really kind of says it all. Please welcome the fantastic Bonnie Burko. All right. (laughs) Hi, guys. Thanks for having me. This is so cool. Oh, thanks for coming on with us. It's fabulous. And you know what? Speaking of that nickname, I think I have it right that Dr. Mr. Tony Kornheiser christened you with that nickname. Am I right on that? Yes, he did. So what yeah. did that, how did that come about? Where, when did that happen or what was, what was behind that? I, it's probably because I've been with the show since its inception, uh, 16 years ago. Um, I was lucky wow. enough to get this very, very cool job. Um, so I've known him since day one. Uh, and every time when you're in the, you know, the beginnings of a show, there's, you've got nothing that you're starting with. And we would just need stuff. And we would yes. have one. Mm-hmm. And I would just get everything. Um, and like one of the coolest things that I think that I took care of was I would put together the set and put all those funky toys all over the set. And I would just find them places in fairs or in stores. And one thing, the Statue of Liberty, which has been on the set since, I guess, the first six months of the show, maybe, she stands on the set. And I got her at a Home Goods. Um, just because I was walking around, I said, oh, my God, look at that great Sasha Lillard. She's enormous. I'm going to take her home. And I put her in the passenger seat of my convertible, and she was <laughs> passenger seat as I drove downtown, you know, thinking, oh, my God, she's going to hit a low-lying bridge. But, of course, she's not that tall. And I put her on the set. She's been there ever since, and that was just so neat that she drove with me. <laughs> what a good That is awesome. That that and you know what that was one of my questions was I was pretty sure that you were you're in charge of the awesome set and all those props and I was going to say my personal favorites are uh, besides the, all those cutouts the head cutouts are mm, the leg so lamp and the Statue of Liberty and I just took care of one of them the yes leg lamp, the leg lamp was actually a gift from Tony Reale. Who Ooh, early awesome. on show, yeah, he gave that to everybody to put on the set because he loved the movie, uh, The Christmas Story. Yes. And it was just a really funky gift, and it's been on the set ever since. And we love that. It's just part of the show. Um, another cool thing that we've had is a mailbox. Oh, yes. That goofy mailbox. I just got it a, you know, a, a, a Lowe's and put eyeballs on it. An amount, and that that mailbox is actually, you know, we, we send it all over when the boys used to travel for um, Monday Night Football, and and they would do the show on the road a little bit, and the mailbox would follow them around, and then we even shot the mailbox once in the road because we wanted to show that the mailbox was lonely, but they weren't in town. <laughs> <laughs> we shot the mailbox out like hitchhiking a ride. It was so ridiculous, but that's you know it's just us being really silly. I think that's why a lot of people love the show is that you bring so much fun that you guys that, that it just comes through in the show, just the fun. And Very it sounds cute. like and looks like you guys are having a great time all the time. We truly are. It's it's such a fun little show and we can basically do anything and it's it's good. We, we mm-hmm. don't want it to be serious and, and we, we have a really terrific time. And I'm lucky enough that I just get to 
bring whatever weird thing I like and set it on the set if, if, if it looks cool. That is awesome. That's what I what people mean by saying Bonnie gets it done. You just go out and do stuff. When you see something, oh, that'll look good. Love and it. And I'm so lucky because I'll go to like, a, like a, an outdoor festival, an art festival, and if there's somebody there that's got something really neat that would look cool, I'll ask them. Like once this guy, I forget his name, he was at a craft show that was high-end craft, and he made these fantastic marionettes and I said hey you know I really like these I'd love to put these on my set can you loan them to me I'll put them on the set you can show them off and say hey you had your stuff on the set and I'll send them back to you whenever you want but I'd love to just be able to put them out and let people see them and have them look fun and he did he gave them to me so I've done that ever since if somebody has really neat artwork and I've gone on um what is that Etsy and custom made these websites Mm -hmm. and I've Mm -hmm. I floated the idea out there that if people want to do some funky art for us, do it. And I'll pay, you know, 50 bucks or whatever, some ridiculous amount of money to do some art. And I put it on a set. So I floated out the idea of somebody painting Tony and Mike as, um, what, what was that? Um, American Gothic. The American Gothic. Yes. 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 I've yes. seen somebody, that one. Yeah. And it's on the set and Tony's wearing the little dress and has a pitchfork and everything. <laughs> And that's on the set all the time. And that's because somebody responded to me floating a, a little idea saying, hey, you want to do something fun? And, and then I had somebody else do the Tony and Mike. I said, anybody want to paint these two hosts of a TV show in a hot tub? And sure enough, somebody painted <laughs> a hot tub. And that's on the set, too. So I get very lucky. And I go to the toy fair every year at the Javits Center. And that's just a playground for me because people make stuff and give it to me. Like I had this unbelievably talented guy do an Etch-A-Sketch of the Oh, yes. Yeah. I was going to ask you about that. That's just awesome. He does that. And I had a guy make us a PTI sign out of rubber bands. And it's, it's, mm-hmm. it's tremendous. He made it completely out of colored rubber bands. And it's just so talented. And it must have taken him hours. And he did that for us. And another guy made oh. us the finger pointing, you know, the two fingers pointing at each other. Uh-huh. He made those out of candy. <laughs> oh, wow. Made out of candy, and that's also a really neat thing that I got just from fans and and just people that I ask, would you give me this? And they do. I'm a schnorrer. <laughs> <laughs> well, I bet I I I'm speaking from from myself. I know that would be a thrill if something I'd made been on the show. So I, I'm sure that you know they're they get excited about that if they're fans Maybe of the show at all. So that's, that's yeah, awesome. Yeah, anybody can do that. I'm happy to show. Very cool. Artwork. Did I read somewhere that um, Eric Rideholm himself cuts out those big heads? Um, he used to. That was all. That's all him. I mean, all the brains behind the show is, of course, Eric Rideholm, and uh-huh. it was all him about putting those heads up. He has now handed it down, and um, he's delegated. Him, yeah, he's pretty busy, so he doesn't have to deal yeah. with that anymore. So now we give it to two members of our staff, um, Julia Maldonado, who also does all our stats, and uh, and Lorenzo. Uh, Rodriguez and oh, we, mm-hmm. we play and we and they put up the heads and they change them you know try to change them on a daily basis um, and then when we need to do the heads on sticks for the game yes. role play um, that's usually Eric that's usually Eric unless he hands it mm-hmm. over to some one of us um, but we cut them out and we put them we mount them on uh, foam core and then put them on a stick which I just happen to grab at any hardware store you can get paint yeah. sticks yes. we, we put them on a paint stick Oh, that's why I that's wondered awesome. if they were paint sticks. Yeah, that, that's sure fabulous. I have since, um, when my kids graduated from college, I took their heads and blew them up 
and mounted them on the sticks. And then while I'm in the crowd, I'll hold their heads up on the sticks and scream really That's loud. Awesome. And people go crazy <laughs> for that. And since then, you know, that was, this was a long time ago. People will now make these sticks and, and hold them up. And, but we started it. That was on our show. Oh yeah, yes. I see it all the all the time now, and I'm like, I, I that's I know where that originated from. Yep, totally. Us. Yeah, just like the rundown on the side of the screen. Absolutely, that was also Eric Rideholm. Yeah, he's full of good ideas. Yeah, <laughs> he's, he seems like a pretty smart guy. Oh my god, unbelievable! <laughs> he's, and he's just such a a really fun, neat, interesting guy. Um, so that's just another bonus for the show. Yeah, I believe we met. Uh, I believe. KJ, didn't Lorenzo show us around when we were yes. there that day uh, back in June? Yes, it was um, Lorenzo. And, but yeah, every time... Like, very yeah. nice guy. Oh, he's yes. a love. He's yeah. so great. So that was one of the questions I had was when you joined PTI. So you joined from the beginning in uh, 2001, was it, when you first aired? Yeah. yeah. What did you do before PTI? I started out my career at CNN. I started up this little show called CNN. Um, <laughs> so wow. A little tiny show in Atlanta, Georgia. I was yes. there in this, this little building that was on uh, Techwood Drive. And it was just one little building with giant um, satellite dishes outside. And I was uh, among the first. And they went, they went around to colleges and asked people if they wanted to be on this new starting up TV show that was going to be 24 hours. And that was unheard of back then. And yes. I right. school. Yeah. Yes, that was unheard of at that time. Well, it was totally unheard of. Nobody had heard of it 24 hours a day. That's insane. And I mm. saw this little card on the wall that said, come talk to me if you want to come and start a new network. So, of course, I took it off the wall so nobody else would see it. And then I went. <laughs> I met this guy at a hotel. And he said, I'm just, we're starting up a new network. How quickly can you be in Atlanta, Georgia to stay? I'm like, come on. That's <laughs> awesome. So I basically loaded up. I had a little Jeep CJ5. I loaded up my Jeep. I just walked away from school. I was like in my senior year about to graduate anyway. And I loaded up my Jeep and I drove all night to Atlanta, Georgia. And they put me up in a hotel. And I learned business right there at this place, CNN. We went on the air. And then I... You know, you, you move up really, really quick. And I started out as what we call the VJ, which is a camera person. And then I moved up and I became an audio um, engineer. And then I was doing the graphics. And then I was a technical director. And then I was directing. And that was probably, what, took two weeks. <laughs> oh, really? <laughs> <laughs> and then we were, like, on TV 24 hours a day. And it was insane. It was insane because we didn't sleep. We just worked nonstop. And it was all young people, all college people. And we... Made a really cool. Part. It was really a lot of fun back then. I don't know if it's any fun now. It's insane now. <laughs> and it was great fun, and I well, I was delighted. I worked there for ten years, and I moved to New York for CNN for ten, for uh, another five, and then I moved. I worked for MTV for a time, and I did. Uh, I, I my husband works also works for ESPN. He works for um, uh, Outside the Lines, uh, investigative stuff. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. And, yeah, yeah, yeah. He does um, long-form investigative pieces for OTL and uh, cool. And he left ESPN at one point to go work for this amazing, amazingly horrible show called um, USA Today on TV. Oh. So we moved. We gave it all up and moved to Washington. 
to work on that piece of garbage show. <laughs> it was just awful. And then that did not last very long. And then he went back to ESPN and suddenly this show just popped up and I said, I'm going to, I want to interview for this show. And I went and interviewed and got it. And I've been here 16 years and it's just been fantastic way to, uh, in my career. That's an amazing, amazing story. I have a lot of, a lot of questions about so much, so much in there. Um, I've never heard of USA Today as a TV show. Yes. Yes, yes, I've never you. heard of it either. I've never heard of that. <laughs> it, that's why, because it was so short. They fired everybody the day before Thanksgiving. I oh, think man. It was on the air, oh, maybe. No. Year. But it was just the worst way to let people go the day before Thanksgiving. And yeah. they spent stupid amounts of money on their stories. They'd say, oh, you need a Learjet? Here, go get a Learjet and go do this. <laughs> Whoa. And my, my husband was from, you know, he was from the CNN, where you watch every mm-hmm. penny. And he was like, what? A Learjet? So he's like, okay, and he would take a Learjet and go shoot a story. And it was just a total awful, awful show and short-lived, fortunately. But that meant that he was out of a job. And so we decided that we'd stick around in Washington and see what happened. And, but, yeah, that show was just – you have to try to see if you can find it, like, online just to see how I bet that. it's on YouTube. I bet it is. Somewhere, because yeah. most horrible stuff is. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> um, that's amazing that it took that – that that show was what led to you being in DC and ended up with PTI. And just, it's, that's, it's amazing how stuff like that works out sometimes. It was just, mm-hmm. the, just, just great chance. I was such good luck on my part. I was very lucky. Well, it could have gone to anybody that's so much more qualified, but I, I was a lucky one. Oh no, 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 no. The, <laughs> the, the fact that you went and left college, I, I appreciate that too, because I did the same thing. I was in my senior year and I was like, oh, here's an opportunity. I'm going for it. And I went for it. Yeah, you have to. Who's going who's gonna to hand me a job like that again? Right. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. And CNN is my Atlanta. I mean, that's I'm right outside of Atlanta now. I've been here for like 15 years. So um, it's CNN is, you know, obviously enormous here all over the world, but it's certainly you know here in Atlanta. It's a big like, thing. Um, it's at uh, CNN Center, I guess, down. Oh, yes. Yes, I've been there. Do you know where it was? It used to be on that little tiny Techwood Drive right by the Georgia mm-hmm. Tech campus. Oh, yeah. I've been uh, there. I know. It, yes. It used to be in the same building as Georgia Championship Wrestling. Wow. <laughs> yes, it was the same <laughs> building. And there'd be wrestlers wearing these little goofy bikini outfits walking through the hallway. <laughs> and they were upstairs where TBS was. And we were downstairs where the, the news was. And we would hear them crashing to the, you know, they were out there in their boxing ring and they'd be crashing into the floor and stuff. And we'd hear them like they were going to crash through the ceiling while we're doing breaking news. We were doing the news and the wrestlers would be wandering around. So it was hysterical. <laughs> so funny. <laughs> so let, let me ask you this. At that time, did you guys think, wow, this is really going somewhere? Or did you think this is fun and we're going to ride it as long as it's going to last? What, CNN? This, the 24-hour news cycle oh, kind God. of stuff, because now you can't get away from it. Oh, no, it's fantastic. And Ted Turner would be on the air. Ted Turner would be wandering around in a bathrobe. <laughs> oh, he was such a good guy, but he was, his office was upstairs. And one night, one day, I had to go run upstairs to his office to get his, his um, what's the trophy he had? The, um, the World Cup, not the World Cup, the um, from boating, from his yacht oh, race. Um, oh, the, um, the, the, what's the name of that thing? I know exactly what America's you're talking about. America's Cup? America's Cup, yes, yes, yes. yes. I had to run okay. up to his office and grab the America's Cup so we could put it on the set while we're talking about it. 
And I'm <laughs> by myself, I'm like, oh my God, this is the America's Cup. This is the coolest thing ever. I was a kid. And I grabbed it and ran this. I think we were all like drinking out of it. So we could say, oh, I'm drinking out of the America's Cup. <laughs> and he's wandering around. He would do little bits where he would talk about whatever the um, subject was of the day that he felt like he had an opinion on. And Coretta Scott King would be wandering around. And Frank wow. the Ford would be. It was just Amazing! You you could not that believe is amazing. It was happening. So we knew it was going to go far. It was it was brilliant, and we covered everything live. I mean, we were there for when the Pope was shot. We were on the air, and when when the challengers mm. we were on the air. So it, nothing got by us. Wow! Wow! Um, as a as a a person who grew up in the MTV when MTV was first starting, I have to ask, what kind of stuff did you do for MTV? <laughs> I was. <laughs> backup person. I was like a vacation relief. And I worked there back when there were still like um, VJs. Yes. Oh, yeah. Martha when MTV was, actually showed music on the TV. On TV. Oh, yeah, yeah. We did all the ins and outs of the, of the music videos. And Martha Quinn and J.J. Jackson and what was that? Pretty Blonde. Adam, Mark, Cor- Adam uh, what's his face? Um, Mark. Blue. Mark's I know you. I know exactly. Who you're talking I think about. I know who you're talking about, but I can't Mark, think of his then name. The blonde was um, Nina. Nina Blackwood. Yes. Nina Blackwood. I'm not. Or I remember one of them. And they they would be there, and we'd have these all these sets put together, and they would sit down, and they would intro the the music videos, and they were huge back then. Yes, yes. they were. They were huge, and I was lucky enough that I got to be a little part of that. You know, insanity because it was up. They were they were at the top of their game back then. Yeah, that's well, awesome. You know, you said you 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 thought pe- you people might be more qualified than you to get the PTI job, but hearing what you're telling us, I don't necessarily think that you <laughs> no, were not yeah, qualified. I agree. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, I definitely had some good experiences. I, I would really, you know, I had a pretty fully packed resume. Um, yeah, but I I was just delighted. I couldn't believe that I got the job. I was really quite happy with that, that's and amazing. I'm still there. That's even more unbelievable. Yeah, and it's a. Has it always been just a really small group? Where oh, how many employees are there? Ten or less? It's absolutely remarkable that we have so few people. I mean, yeah. you know that there's three shows where we are now. We do um, a highly questionable, PI, mm-hmm. um, and around the horn. Even though those shows, those two other shows, the cameras point at the talent in other cities. We do all the work out of Washington. So reality yes. is in New York, and Levitard is in Miami. So all we do is we have people pointing cameras at them there, but all the work is done out of the Washington, um, you know, out of ESPN in Washington. So PTI basically has like eight, nine people on its staff, and that's it. What other show this five days a week has that few people on it? And that's right. We do, we do have camera people and engineers, of course, but the actual newsroom has you know eight people sitting in a big pod desk thing. And then around the horn is, is next to us. And they have about five, six people. Mm-hmm. Wow. And then highly questionable is near us. And they have probably the same under 10 people for each show. It's truly remarkable. And then when there's two people out sick, one people out sick, we all just wear a lot of hats and cover them. Yeah. It's, and, and That's I think, incredible. I think I saw it. Really? Tweet. I mean, really, to, it's to really produce, incredible. Three shows that yes. with that few amount of people that are as high quality and basically my three favorite shows on ESPN and some of my PTI is probably one of my favorite TV shows ever. Mm-hmm. Certainly, certainly that I watch, you know, on a regular basis um, and have been watching since probably early two thousands. Um, I think I got in on like the second or third year 
And, when when and I, watch the I write to people, I say to them, when people write and they ask questions, or they, I'll say, thanks for watching our little show. Because it is a little show. Mm-hmm. <laughs> it's got a big audience, but it's just a little tiny show. That's awesome. Yeah, it's a great show. I've been watching it for a long time, too. I think probably about the same time you started, Jason. I don't think I made yeah, it I in in the very that. beginning, but I, I think real, really shortly after you started. But you guys can come whenever you want. If you want to come. Oh well, thank you. It's we both have had the pleasure of getting to do that already, and it's it's just fantastic. It's really really interesting. Yes, very. Cool. I mean, you could believe how small it was, right? You saw the newsroom to Lorenzo. Yes, yes. <laughs> you got to see how small it is. Yeah, very small. And I think somebody tweeted the other day. I've been watching Around the Horn forever since the beginning and i still don't understand how it's how it works because as you said there's a you know there's a camera pointing to a screen where someone's located somewhere else that's amazing uh-huh. to me it's very clever and it? it's just so cool yeah. Yeah. tv cool. magic so bonnie when you're not getting it done at pti wh- what do you like to do with your time I don't have any other time. <laughs> well, I thought you hear I, just say there's only 10 people on each of these shows that. and but she's I, covering for them all at some point. She's wearing different. Oh my God, it's it. We don't have the time. <laughs> but you know, I did, I thought I saw somewhere in the Twitter verse that you, did you do some improv? Oh, geez. Oh my God. I took, a cl- I said, I, I told my husband, Ari, I said, let's just, I'm going to sign us up for a class that we would never do or thought of on our own, I said, let's try this, just for the hell of it, see if we'd be any good. And we signed up for an improv class in Washington. And um, we loved it. Loved it, loved it, loved it. And it's, it's, the class is down off of, uh, off of, on Capitol Hill. And it was so much fun. We were in the class with about 10 people, all of us rookies, never done this before. And, they teach you the methods of how you do it. It's not about you. It's about the group and how you can make them interact with you. And it's mm-hmm. really a weird thing to try at first because you don't, you don't just automatically able to do that. You have to kind of learn what, what, how you play off the others. But it was so much fun. And at the end of the class, we had to um, perform in front of an audience. And we loved it. We killed it. We were the best. Cool. It was so great. It was so oh, much awesome. fun. I urge you to take improv classes. All the people in my class, they're all young. I'm old. They're all really young. They're all in their 20s. And we had so much fun together that we went out this summer and we went kayaking. All of us went kayaking together. And then we stopped on this little island somewhere on, you know, in Washington outside, like on the trails and stuff. And we we did improv games together, which, you know, strengthened your skills. We played these improv games together so we can just get get better at it and it was so much fun and it actually did make me want to take another class just so i could see these people again yes that was a new well, thing that we did. i like to say that it, you should challenge yourself but it's easy to to say challenge yourself but not necessarily to go out and do it so if i was oh, going to do something that challenge. scares Try the it. crap out of me yeah improv would be it <laughs> oh, you're terrified absolutely terrified but they <laughs> teach you how to not be afraid and how mm. to hone the skill and boy you can't believe how good you get by practicing what they teach it's just it's remarkable he made us good so So you should keep doing it it sounds like i was gonna say you're gonna do it again it sounds like you really liked it i probably should i mean it's it was all the way down on capitol hill and i was like oh i'm just getting off of work and i'm after work i'm so 
wound. I need to decompress after the show because it's like you get a adrenaline rush, and I think I oh, crash. Yes. Mm-hmm. So I usually need to decompress. Um, usually that that means drink, but I need to decompress. <laughs> and I um, going right into that class after I get off the air. Um, First of all, I look like I've been through a wind tunnel. I'm a complete disaster what I look like. I look really scary and insane, like my eyes are going in all different directions. And that brings you back to earth really quick because you have to start thinking really fast. Uh Um, Mm -hmm. So that was really good for me to just to not decompress, but jump right into something else that requires thinking instead of me just vegging and drinking. Um, I'm I'm not... I'm not being serious. I really don't drink that much. <laughs> 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 Although I am having a drink right now since I got home. Um, but That's that, good. <laughs> I, I urge you, do take that just to see what you can do. You'll be surprised. You'll be surprised how good you can be. Well, I have thought about it, but... Oh, man. You should do it, KJ. Well, we talked about... I live in the middle of nowhere. Do you know how far I'd have to drive to find an improv yeah. class? <laughs> yeah, you would, yeah. <laughs> but I, I have actually thought about it in the past... And I think it would be a blast after you get you over the initial. So You're very outgoing, so you would love it. I would, but I would be so afraid to, that I would be just dead silence when you're supposed to say something and nothing comes out of your mouth. You can't though. You can't because you're performing with a group of like maybe four people, right? Four or five people right there. And you can't because when it's, you have to try to help the other people. So you're jumping in to help those who are the quiet ones help them mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. good. And since you will probably have skills because you're outgoing. I mean, we had people in our class that said, I'm not good at speaking in front of an audience, or they said, I don't like to show my emotions. Well, by the end of our class, we took six weeks of classes once a night, once a week, by the end of our class, those people were the ones who were jumping up and down and shrieking and rolling on the floor and acting silly and being funny. And those are the people in the beginning who said, I can't show my emotions. They were showing them and they were cracking everybody up. So that's <laughs> what they brought out of these people. They made them funny. And it was the neatest awesome. way to, to see these people who are pretty much withdrawn, come out and flourish. I think the key to that is what you said before about you realize you're, you're up there with other people and your your responsibility is to work with them to make everybody better. Absolutely. Uh, and so even the most introverted or, or um, like, because I'm mainly an introvert and we've talked, KJ and I have talked yeah, about this we before. Yeah, we both are, yep. Um, but when I get with a crowd of people, it comes out of me mm-hmm. because I am trying to either support or make other people laugh or do things to make the group look better. And I'm played in a bands and stuff where you play as a, as it's, it's like you're on a team and your team is and your job is to, you know, to entertain people. And so it almost, it draws it out of you that way. So that sounds like it's a very similar thing. That's, that's you very cool. You would love it then. You would really excel awesome. at it. I've seen Tony uh, speak at events. Sure. Uh, yep. Whether he's hired or whether he's just a guest and they say, can you stand up and say a few words? He kills every single time. I mean, he's got it down. He's a professional. He knows what he's doing. But he can stand up in front of any kind of a crowd. And he, I guess he can feel the crowd first or knows what the audience is, of course. And then he mm-hmm. just says a couple of stories and people are rolling. And it's, <laughs> it's fantastic to watch. Yeah. What a skill. What a skill to yeah. have. It's He's pretty, a very gifted storyteller. Yes, yeah, he I'm is. Just, I'm usually, when I'm there watching, I'm just beaming from ear to ear because I'm like, that is just so cool to have that gift. Yeah. Yes, I agree. <laughs> Definitely. I'd like to have that gift. Mm-hmm. Well, it's everybody has their own gift. Everybody has their own something. gift. Yep. And it takes us all working together to make it great. So it's, 
That's right. I love the early career stuff. That's yep. that was awesome. I had no idea that you'd worked at CNN and MTV and but but CNN. I mean, that's in my backyard. That's yeah, that's, that's incredible, right. amazing. That's, oh my God, I was there five years, and that was the very beginning. Man, oh man, was it insane! The first time that we had a crazy, insane day was when when we were. It was the biggest. You probably I don't know. You're very young. You weren't there for the big snowstorm of Atlanta. Um. Probably not. Uh, no, I, I just moved here in like 2000. Oh, yeah. This was in, I guess, what time? When did I move down? I moved down there in like 80, I guess it was 83, 82. Mm-hmm. There was a monster snowstorm, which completely shut down the city. They had never seen anything like it. And we had to be live 24 hours a day. And people <laughs> had to get to work. And we, they called on me because I had this little baby blue CJ five, which you probably don't even know what that is. It's a little tiny Jeep. And they oh, yes. said, go save the day, go pick up all the anchors and bring them back here. Cause this traffic was completely stopped. People just getting out of their cars and leaving them and walking home. Oh yes. That still and happens would, here in Atlanta today. Yes. Yes. And I, really? I went out to pick people up and I drove pretty much on everybody's lawns and I climbed <laughs> uphill to get the talent and would drive back to CNN and drop them off and then head out and pick up more people, just driving circles around those that were stuck. And, and then they put us up in that little teeny tiny, they put everybody up, all the talent and the engineers and the techs, they put us up in the roadway in because that was walking <laughs> distance. Wow. And we completely took over the roadway in. This had to be 150 people. And we were basically hanging out the little hanging out the windows and the balconies by sheets that we tied together. So we were like basically rappelling down the side of the roadway in <laughs> we're drinking and we're throwing bottles out the window and we're, it was just a raucous party the entire, we're charging everything to see and all our food. We're charging it to um, CNN and it was fantastic, but we kept them on the air through the craziness and uh, had a ball. But I, mean, I started with people in the beginning of their career, like Katie Couric, I was close to Katie mm-hmm. Couric. She was a producer right alongside of us. Christiane Amanpour, she was mm-hmm. with us. Um, wow. we, we had like major, major talent. Wow. And they were just regular people just working 24 hours a day like everybody <laughs> else. It was nuts. Well, we talked earlier about the the origin of Bonnie Gets It Done. I think the origin is you've always gotten it done. I think that's so. What it's, when you were describing going to pick up people in the Jeep and they were like, Bonnie can handle it. That's oh, yeah. that so, that so cool. And it's good to be the king, you know, for a few minutes. Everybody's like, oh, good job. You're the best. Right. Oh, like, yes. So where did you grow up? That Did you grow up learn, knowing how to drive in snow? Because in Atlanta, I don't know that many people that live there know how to deal with the snow. Oh, no, not people who have always lived here do not know. Yeah, mm-hmm. just wing it. And if you, it's always easier to apologize later than to ask for permission. I oh, think yes. <laughs> I think that's a good it. mantra to live by. Exactly. And I grew up in Washington. I'm, I'm, I'm from Washington. And um, so I just, I just left Washington when I got the CNN job. I was still in school, of course. So I just left and drove down there and said, okay, now I'm going to be an Atlantan because I'm in TV. And I took mm-hmm. it when I was in school and I was, took journalism and stuff. And then when I landed the job and I moved up so fast, I said, this is for me. And I wanted to, because I, I did TV when I was in school and we didn't even have color studios. We had black and white studios because there was no color back then. <laughs> <So> <laughs> wow. Black and white studios at school. And 
I said, this is for me. I wanted to do that so bad. And I was really lucky that I, that CNN happened at the right time. That is awesome. And it's so cool to me that when you know that this is what I'm supposed to be doing and you go after it like that and it works like that, it's, that's yes. when it's not even really, doesn't even feel like a job sometimes. It's right, you're just right. doing it because you love it. Yeah. I got to work with, I got to direct the, the sports, I guess it was called Sports Tonight, I don't even remember, with, I had Fred Hickman, Nick Charles. Oh, yes. They were both on CNN through like the 80s because I remember watching them, the sports, I think it was Sports Tonight, I think you're right. Tonight, yeah, oh my God, the best duos on that show. And it was, mm-hmm. it was brilliant. It was absolutely brilliant that it was some of the best. We, and when they were cutting the highlights and playing the highlights, it was all live, and like the guys had never even seen these highlights, and they were just calling it out as they're watching it, and they perfected it. They were so good at it. Wow. Um, and then to work with such pe- people like like Nick Charles and Keith Oldman and 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 oh my God, Dan Carney of all the crazy names that went way way back, it was nice. just so much fun. You mentioned uh, Christiana Amanpour before, it, didn't she? I think I saw her name. Was it her today that I saw was replacing Charlie Rose? Oh, I didn't even see that. Is that serious? I didn't see that. No. Wow. Just, let, me, let me look this up before I say something. But yeah, uh, she's good. She I think looks- it. I think it might be her. Holy cow! That's something. Yep. Yeah. And she's going to replace Charlie Rose uh, at least as the interim. And then she went over to CBS. She was on sixty Minutes, I think, wasn't she? Yeah, I think so. I think she yeah, was. She's yeah. She's, yeah. She's quite good. So that's that's. That's wonderful. Good for her. I'm yeah. very happy for I think her. That'll be, I think that'll be great. Yeah. Very good for her. Yeah. Very cool. This, this is very cool. I, I, yes. I, like I said, I had no idea about the CNN stuff and from uh-uh. the beginning and, and the MTV stuff. That's, that's, it's really cool to hear. Oh, that was, yeah, those were great. And I did all local news and I, I had my own business and I, um, I would supply crews and talent and to people that came into Washington that wanted to shoot something. And I shot something at muse- museums where they wanted to do these conferences where showing kids what's in the museums. Um, and I even got to do an event that was at the Reagan building, downtown Washington. President Clinton was there and it was right at the, um, you know, t- the millennium when 2000, yeah, when they thought that all, everything was going to crash and burn. Yeah. Y2K. <laughs> yeah. Y2K. Y2K. That was it. Yeah. I got lucky. I got to do that. And that was really neat. Um, I met like, I've met like four presidents and wow. And I've, I get lucky enough to be at the white house correspondents dinner many times. And there you go. Oh, yes. And I'll just go up to anybody and say, hi, take my picture. I don't know. Uh, that's what, that's what Tony, <laughs> Tony, I love it when Tony recaps the white house correspondents dinner on the podcast, because that's what he always, and he, you know, Bonnie gets it done. She'll just go right up and get a picture with anybody. She doesn't care. Because you can't turn down an opportunity like that to get a shot of Tony Kornheiser and Larry David standing side by side. I mean, <laughs> not going to walk away from that. They're like, can't do it. No, you walk up and say, Larry David, there's Tony Kornheiser. Please take a picture. And then oh, is, that's very cool. Is there oh, photographic awesome. evidence of him with Larry David? Oh, yeah. Because he always okay. says that Larry David could not run away from him fast enough. And I was there, and I say to the contrary, he did not. Oh. He, he was charming. He chatted with him, um, and they made conversation, and I watched, and I listened to it, and I was enjoying very much. And then he ran away. But he did give him some time. He did. He was, he was very nice. They looked like separated at birth. Yes. But, yeah, I've, I've captured Tony talking to every major person. I have a picture of Tony with George Clooney and with um, – oh, my God. You name it. I was there, and I took it. I'm like the – the, the PTI photographer at the White House Correspondents' Dinner. 
But he's so charming. Everybody wants to talk to him, of course. What about Anna Kendrick? Well, that was my next question. Anna Kendrick <laughs> or Adrian Grenier? Okay. So Tony's always big on saying they ran away from him. <laughs> I was there for both. I was there for both. So Anna Kendrick, I stopped her first. I probably turned her off of us because when I grabbed her, I saw, and you've got to check this out. This is so unbelievable. I told her that I saw her perform, a sh- perform as a child in a show called Leading Ladies, Leading Ladies of Broadway, and she was wow. in it. She was a kid. She must have been eight years old. And wow. she was spectacular. She stole the show. And that's when I realized, oh, my God, this girl's going to be a star. She's eight years old. I saw that years and years and years ago. So I went up to her and I said, oh, my God, I was there. I saw you do that. And she's like, oh, whoever you are, thanks. And, and she, was, <laughs> she was horrified with me telling her that. Like, I don't know why she would want, not want to. You have to look this up online. Anna Kendrick, late, Leading Ladies. She's spectacular. She does a leading song ladies. that's like from, it's probably from, um, what's that show? Oh, it dealt with uh, Nazis. <laughs> Name your show. <laughs> is, it, is it an older show? Hogan's Heroes. Hogan's Heroes? <laughs> yeah. Yeah, okay. it's an old show. Cabaret. Cabaret, I think. Oh, yes. Oh, okay. cabaret. Yes. Okay. Absolutely, yes. So then, <laughs> More appropriate to Broadway. Totally, totally. And she's tremendous. So I ran up to her and I told her that. And then I pulled her around to say, come and meet Tony. She may have not have known who he was, but I think I might have been a little too forceful. <laughs> but because she comes up and she says, oh, hi. And she literally ran away from us. But oh. I took a shot. It's a terrible picture because I had not yet. Uh, I was using my phone and it came out really pink or something or red. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I do a shot of, of Tony and Anna Kendrick. And then the other one was, um, who was the other one that ran away from him? Adrian Grenier. Adrian Grenier, yeah. Oh, Adrian Grenier was a jerk. A jerk. Oh my <laughs> That's God. That's kind of what he said. Yep. What a jerk. <laughs> eat it, Adrian. Yeah, eat it, Adrian. <laughs> back then, I took, I took, back then I thought we were like so little known that I would take Tony and Mike's heads on sticks and I wander through the White House Correspondents' Dinner <laughs> with these stupid heads on sticks, and I would put them as a centerpiece on our table so people would know who we were. That's amazing. Unbelievable. That and they would have so centerpieces of Tony and Mike heads on sticks on our table. It was, I was so ridiculous. What an idiot. <laughs> <laughs> but see, that's, that's, oh uh, that, that's the kind of that's the kind of personality you have to have to, to go after and get things done and go, go after these people and to get them to take pictures and stuff like that. And no, you, you said you were, you know, I'm afraid of speaking in front of people. I was terrified of improv. You have no fear. It sounds like to me of anything. Oh my God. You're so funny. Now, maybe a little bit. (laughs) (laughs) That's funny. This is possibly the most difficult question we're going to ask you today. Uh So listen carefully. Um, over the last couple of weeks on this podcast, we've been talking about Little Debbie snack cakes. Are you familiar with Little Debbie snack cakes, first of all? Of course. Okay. So a while back, Little Debbie tweeted that they had to get rid of one of their four major snack cakes. And they wanted the public to vote on this one snack cake to get rid of. And here are the four. So we're asking you, Bonnie, your opinion, which Little Debbie snack cake should be ousted? Oatmeal (laughs) cream pies, nutty buddies, honey buns, or Christmas tree cakes? Well, it has to be Christmas tree cakes. (laughs) 
<laughs> okay. So you well, that was year round. I know. I I am with you. Huge. They were huge. And Christmas tree cake comes out once a year. Make them go away because the other ones are are huge sellers. Do you like any of them personally? Love. Love them all. Oh. Even Christmas tree cakes. No, I never had. I never had the. I only had the chocolate ones. Oh, the, see, you gotta have the other funny. ones. Yeah. Now like my vo- my vote was to to get rid of honey buns. And Jason said Christmas tree cake cakes were his favorite. If I'm, it, if I recall, oh. right, Jason? Yes, I, I, I'm related to. Yeah, I'm related by marriage to someone who says that if I do not say those are my favorite, I'm in trouble. So <laughs> <laughs> I have to, and and I do like them. So, but she never, she will say Christmas tree cake. I never had oh. that. I like the chocolate ones. The chocolate ones are okay, but the other ones are the only the the like the yellow cake with the white frosting are the real deal according to Jason's wife. So that's yeah, that's what I'm going with. Anybody who's my age had little Debbie put in our lunch boxes when we were little. Oh yes. Mm-hmm. They were huge. Now with you growing I wanted little Debbie's. Okay, so not hostess and not what I'm told the East Coast, the Drakes. I, I love devil dogs. I loved uh-huh. um <laughs> oh devil dogs were so good. But the other ones that were even better were ho hos. Oh, believe me, I know all about the ho-hos. I love the ho-hos. You peel off the chocolate. You peel that off and then you eat the inside. That's fantastic. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I know those as Swiss cake rolls. Oh, yes, and they're called yodels by Drake. Yodels. Oh, man. Those are the best. The ones that were rolled up, right? I agree. Yep. Yes, those Absolutely. are the best. That's the best now, of all. Those really good. Anita from Alaska said to us that we needed to try butterscotch crimpets, and I have no idea what they are. No, but I'm not going to do it. You're not going to, you, you haven't had them. It's all about the yodels and the ho-hos. Okay. Love it. <laughs> I'm, I'm with you 100%. <laughs> yep, those it's all about the ho-hos. I like that. Yeah, now it's I'd like them right now. I really would like one of those right now. Yeah. I may have to go out and get some right now, actually. <laughs> yep. Thanks, KJ. You're, you're welcome. Yep. Well, Bonnie, John, we won't, we won't fun. keep you anymore. That was so fun. It was really oh, fun. Thank it was you great. So Thank much you for taking your time. Taking the time Thank and you for come chatting on. with me. That was a total blast. I loved it. A little trip down memory lane. Thanks, guys. Thank you. You take care. Okay, okay bye. All right, bye-bye. bye-bye. All right. We hope you've enjoyed listening to that guest segment as much as we enjoyed recording it. Thanks again to Bonnie for joining us. I think my favorite part of the conversation with her didn't even make it into the podcast because it was stories she told us off the air. We'd love to have her back again to tell some of those so that you guys can hear them. Just hilarious stuff. I mean, awesome. Yeah, I know what I just did. Yeah, sorry. It's I'm building up anticipation for the next time that we hope happens. Anyway, if you'd like to send us feedback about that or anything else on this episode, at SpeakTangents on Twitter, via email at speakingoftangentspodcast at gmail.com. Or you can visit our website at speakingoftangents.com. We also have a snapbook, face chat, something or other, all that other social media. It's out there somewhere, but we don't really know how to check that, so probably Twitter and email are the best if you want to get anything read on the show. You can also leave us an iTunes review on, well, I mean iTunes. We would love that, even though we don't really know what it does. We've heard it's kind of important. Thanks for listening. And now feedback.
Yeah, and I'm just I'll say, do we have any feedback or whatever, something stupid like that. Okay, are you going to do that now? Yeah, I just did it. Do we have any feedback? Oh, yes, we do. Or have, something stupid like that. Yes, we do have feedback. And uh, we'll start, as always, with Twitter. This gets worse and worse every week. Yeah, it does. The wheels have come off the feedback intro. Yeah. Um, we need help. We'll start with Twitter, and we'll do, we got some clarifications and just some general comments. So the first one we'll do is about the NABs from, you know, from Jenny Robbins' tweet about NABs and me not knowing what in the world NABs were. Mm-hmm. So Bruce Masterson at Bruce J. You from Ma- the South. And Bruce J. Masterson said, NAB is short for Nabisco. Now, did you know that, Jason? Because I didn't. Uh, yes, I believe my grandmother told me that when I asked, what do you mean NABs? When I was like seven or eight years old, I was an inquisitive child. And your grandma didn't say, what do you mean? You're not from the South if you don't know what a nab is. She didn't no. say that to you. <laughs> no, she who, was a nice lady. Who would respond that way to someone when they have a question? <laughs> no rational person. Yeah. She said, it's, it's it's Nabisco. It's right there. It's it's written on the paper. Yes. Nabisco. Yeah. Well, I didn't now, know. I didn't know. I just thought at the time that that was the name of the thing and not... Yeah, you I just thought it was a nab. I didn't understand brands when I was seven years old. Yeah, I thought maybe Jenny had a uh, a miss a typo, and it was nibs. Do you know like what nibbles? You know what nibs are? I guess I don't. What are you not from the north? What is your? <laughs> I was good. Yeah, I was hoping that's where that was going. What? Nibs are um, little tiny liquor uh, licorice bites. Little tiny liquor bites. Licorice, chopped okay. up licorice in a bag. Nibs, There's they're no very good. There's no way I'm eating that. They're good. There's no way. I like, I actually, you know how I've talked about liking black licorice better than uh, cherry licorice? Except for nibs. I like the cherry. That's too. crazy. Yeah, it is crazy, but I like the cherry nibs better than the black nibs. Hopefully there's somebody out there that knows what a nib is. Well, I'm sure people from the north, they know what it is. <laughs> Sorry, I'm taking my antibiotic. We spoke of that before. Yes. <laughs> we ran late, so I had to take it. Okay. Well, you know what? Because you have to take it on, the ti- on time, you know what I'm saying? I bet you if you went to your, I bet you even if you went on your Amazon now, Amazon Prime now delivery, you'd find nibs that you could buy. Hmm. I think I'll pass on I that. don't think it's just the north, as I don't know that nabs is just the south. I'm not a licorice person. I'm not really either, but nibs are, are pretty good. I like nibs. Nibs, nabs. And back, what are we talking and about? back to nabs, Alan Gerard or Gerard. Mm-hmm. I'm, I guess it's, I'm, my guess is it's Gerard at okay. WXMANMS1 says, yeah, my great uncle was a regional manager for Nabisco. And he explained that language evolution, he explained that language evolution to me back years ago. So I think he's responding to Bruce saying nab is for, short for Nabisco. Yeah, and, then he, cool. and then he said in Mississippi, at least I think he's saying Mississippi, in MS, I'm assuming Alan maybe grew up in Mississippi, everyone called peanut butter crackers nabs, no matter what type or brand. Yep. That's exactly where Virginia and North Carolina stand on that too, when from I, my experience. When I Googled nabs, it came up with three different things, and that's where I was confused, an Oreo. Ah. And a no. peanut butter, the peanut butter cheese cracker, which we've determined is what a nab is. And there was true nab, true nab. And there was one other thing I don't even remember. Yeah, and it doesn't it, it matter. So nabs it's, are it's, peanut butter crackers, peanut butter cheese yes, crackers. Absolutely, any brand. Okay, got it. And don't Google nibs would be my. I would say I would. Uh, yeah, don't Google nibs. Yeah. Um, about my Thanksgiving recap, 
And mm-hmm. um, when I said that when we went to Iowa, it was in the middle of nowhere, and I really enjoyed that. Um, Jen Babish at JBab Sports Chick said, <laughs> always funny to hear KJ talk about going to the middle of nowhere like she doesn't live in the middle of nowhere. See, even other people calling you out. Now. I know that. You know what? And I hadn't even thought about that when I read that tweet. It made me laugh. And I appreciate this, Jen. Jen put three emo- emo- emojis of crying with laughter. The crying with laughter face. Oh, is that what that one is? Yes. I thought it was like pink eye, like when you get gunk coming out of your face. Really? No. The, the emoji needs an antibiotic for pink eye. Yes. That, well, maybe that's the antibiotic emoji. Maybe maybe that. You know what? I think that's probably the right answer. Sure. Um, touche, Jen. Touche. <laughs> oh, we're getting all fancy now. French yeah, words. Yeah. Well, I live in the north. Yeah, that's true. You're basically in the French part of Canada. Pretty close. Pretty close. Now, on fluff in hot chocolate, marshmallow fluff. Mm-hmm. Um, a little Boston dork at Eric Londrigan says, <laughs> every time I read that, it makes me laugh. Yeah. I am confirming fluff in hot chocolate. And then he adds parenthetically, or do you call it hot cocoa? And is there a difference? Mm. I do I've, not call it hot cocoa. I call it hot chocolate. And I don't think there's a difference. I've heard people call it cocoa before. And yeah, I, I think I it's regional. Yeah, I think when people say hot chocolate, I just assume it's cocoa. Yeah, I call it hot chocolate. Anyway, he says, I'm confirming fluff in hot chocolate as a thing. A teaspoon is the proper serving size. I've Mm. never bought an autocrat bottle, but have had, 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 have had, easy for me to say, have had a coffee (laughs) cabinet, a.k.a. frappe, frappe, and drank. What is a coffee cabinet? uh, I don't know. Do you understand what that is? No. Does he mean that he has a cabinet dedicated in his house to coffee items, but no autocrat bottle is present? Mm, maybe so. Maybe so. And he drank. That's the, what I'm going with. He says he drank the Narragansett coffee milk stout it inspired. Hmm. So he's saying that autocrat or maybe frappe inspired this beer, which I don't think I'll drink because I'm not a beer. I'm not a beer fan and I'm not a flavored beer fan. I'm going to be honest with you. I understood about half of the words in that sentence. Okay, so we'll, let's go with uh, we like <laughs> fluff and hot chocolate, and it's a teaspoon is the proper serving size. Cool. That's the part I understood. Okay. Thanks, Eric. And Michelle yes, Miller thanks. at ER Nurse MEN said, a big spoonful of fluff and hot chocolate with a shot of Bailey's ice cream. Yummo. Mm. Okay, so a big sp- spoonful to me seems more like a tablespoon. So now we need to know the proper serving size because Eric says a teaspoon. And Claire says a tablespoon. No, Michelle says a tablespoon. Oh, Michelle, sorry. Claire has not weighed in on, on this yet. I'm waiting to hear what Claire has to say about fluff and hot chocolate. I got I got stuck on before because when you said clarifications and you're yes. talking about somebody wrote in, I thought it was somebody named Clarification. <laughs> no, not. I really, literally for a second, I was like, who, who is this? I, that's a new person. I hadn't heard of them. Oh, yeah. No, we, she means a clarification. We have not heard from clarification yet. We're getting silly tonight. <laughs> and just a, a general comment from Patrick Moffat at Moffat Patrick about something that we said at the end of last week's episode. Interesting. And then he adds parenthetically, hopefully not ominous. And to the show this week, <laughs> speaking of tangents, a lot to discuss at a future date, question mark. As Lloyd Christmas would say, don't you go dying on me. <laughs> I added the question mark just for <laughs> emphasis instead of just asking it in a question form. He, Patrick did not 
type out question mark. Okay. <laughs> was good. Just that to was clarify. my first question. Um, yeah. Lloyd Christmas question from mark. Dumb and Dumber. Yes. Um, I don't think we, no, Swan, not ominous. Swan, Swanson, Swan, Samsonite. Yeah, Samsonite. The name. Is that where they were asking him his name and he didn't know? So he looked at the luggage and said Samsonite? Yes. Yeah. He said, yeah. And he had it. It was Swanson and he, he like had it and he's like, no, it's oh, yeah. Samsonite. <laughs> Funny. Um, all right. Now on our top threes from last week. Mm-hmm. Jenny Robbins at Robbins underscore Jenny. This is about you and your pre-owned. You don't like the word pre-owned, and then we talked about pre-chewed. I just think it's unnecessary. It is unnecessary. Here's what Jenny said about, she said, pre-chewed. I think the South may already have that. It's called boiled peanuts. I'm pretty (laughs) sure if I put salted peanuts in my mouth and suck the salt off and spit them back out, it tastes the same as boiled peanuts. Um, That's (laughs) gross to me. Yes. But it did make me think of asking, you know, you, how do you, if you eat roasted peanuts, salted, how do you eat them? Do you have a method, a step-by-step process? Um, I use my fingers to pick them up out of the bowl and then I put them in my mouth and chew them with my teeth and swallow them. Wait a minute. You swallow the shell too? Oh, you mean like, oh, you mean like. I'm talking the shell. Oh, Okay. Is not she's not those. talking about the shell on the I think she I thought she was talking about the shell. Oh no. She's S- talking about suck the like salt off and spit the shell all back out and got boiled peanuts. Oh no 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 no. Okay. No 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 no. What she's saying is, which I've seen this happen before, you put you take like honey roasted peanuts. Mm-hmm. Like that have to be out of the shell to be honey roasted. Yeah, but her says with, like, salted the stuff on roasted. It. I guess they well, have to be salted, out of the whatever. shell to be roasted. Okay, gotcha. Take, you take the peanut and then you put it in your mouth and you suck the salt out off of the peanut without biting into it. And then you put, spit the peanut back out and you put it back in the bowl. Oh, so she's I've saying seen this, this happen in this. And she thinks the South does this. People yes, in the like South. This is, this is, this is what she's saying. It's pre-chewed. It's, you know, you eat, the, you're sucking all the, you know, the salt stuff off. that's added on the outside of it and then spitting the peanut back out into the bowl. And then the next person comes along and they're eating the peanuts that are just, just the peanut without the like coating. So it tastes like boiled peanuts. This is still disgusting. And saliva. And saliva. Oh, oh my gosh. It's yes, it's oh. it's absolutely disgusting. But I am one that when I eat peanuts in a shell, <clears throat> I will suck the salt off that shell and then then open the and I don't really care about the you peanuts. You mean like the husk? The husk. Suck the salt off, open it up, throw the husk away, but eat the peanuts. But it's not required to eat the peanuts. It's really about the sucking of the salt. This is insane to me. <laughs> okay. Well, I bet you I'm not the only one that eats peanuts that way, if you're going to eat that that type of peanut. And do not give me unsalted peanuts in a shell. Because the only reason I'm eating them is to suck the salt off. And when I try to suck a shell without, well, if I try to, try to suck an unsalted <laughs> shell, it doesn't, I don't want it. I spit it right out. It's p- called pre-sucked food. Pre-sucked food. How? Wait a minute. How do you get how do you get unsalted peanuts inside a shell? No, the the shell is, is salted or unsalted. Is that a genetic modification? No, the shell is salted or unsalted. Not the peanuts inside, the husk as you refer to it. I have never heard of this in my life. What? A husk peanut? Peanuts with Obviously, yeah, peanut and a husk, but yeah. I didn't know that they had salted and unsalted versions. 
Uh, I think I've, I think, I don't think I'm making this up. I think that I have this eaten is... unsalted peanuts and they're no good to me. I've had unsalted peanuts, but they're, they're not, they're, <laughs> what? I, don't... I am super confused. Yes. So first of all, I feel like. I feel like I'm high because I can't understand anything, but I'm laughing. If you, well, you just had your antibiotic. Is it a side effect to be high? Yeah, it's the side effect. I didn't tell you what my antibiotic was. That's right, but it causes it could cause diarrhea for up to two months and make you high. <sighs> yes, and rupture your tendons. Yes, but you know, and make you under make you not understand that there's a difference between tendons and ligaments. Yeah, and make you under, not understand what a nib is. I yeah. I don't need the antibiotic to not understand what a nib is. Okay. But I, I am really confused about what you're talking about with these peanuts. So the type of I'm talking about the peanuts that you might eat at a baseball game, the ones yes, that they that are, sell to you. It's like you're breaking open Mr. Peanut's head and mm-hmm. cracking it yes. open and pulling out the brains. Yes, if you want to think about it that way, yeah, like sucking well, the soul, I, I, I would, drinking the soul of a Coke bottle. I Someone would prefer to name. think of it as breaking open his head and taking out his brains as opposed to another body part that it looks like. Okay. Okay. I got it. If you know what I'm saying. Uh, yeah, I do know what you're saying. Um, I ain't into that. <laughs> me either. Um, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, Nothing wrong people are. It's just not for me. So, yes, I think there are salted husks and unsalted husks. I did not know this. You're talking about like when you go to Five Guys and they have peanuts like yes. that you can just scoop up for free and eat, which I never understood, which you can eat I, yes. before you get your hamburgers, I guess. When I go to Five Guys, I've, I don't eat that peanut because I'm ready. I don't either. Yeah, but I know what you're talking oh, about. My kids love it because they like any kind of food where it's novelty and they get to yeah. crack open the shells. Yeah, I'm pretty sure that they sell unsalted and salted variety. And I'm just saying, so is, get out of here with the unsalted. So... It, 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 yeah, who unsalted anything? Get out of here! First yeah, off. okay. And secondly, if I mean, if it naturally has salt, mm-hmm. or typically has salt, or is good with salt, why would you have an? I mean, I understand some people, you know, can't eat salt or they're gonna, you know, die. Mm-hmm. But I just don't eat peanuts. I mean, that's my thing. Right. I if before I eat an unsalted peanut, I'm just not eating peanuts anymore. Not that important to me. Exactly. But I I didn't know that they had. Salted and unsalted versions of those. Because I didn't know anybody was sucking on the husk. Oh, yeah. I'm a husk sucker. Do we have any more feedback this week? (laughs) Matthew Vogel at Vogel Matt. How about certified pre-chewed food? Which made that's me a laugh. Good one. Yeah, yeah I, I really like that. That was. I think I had to put on there that that's one. That's one of those things that I wish I would have thought of. Yes, when we were yeah, talking about it, because yeah. it was right there, and it just the the most brilliant stuff is obvious only in hindsight. Hindsight is fifty fifty. There you go. So so I look back and I go, oh, we should have thought of that. That's great. That's really funny. So that's very nice. Yeah, I thought one of us said that, but maybe not. We never. Oh, so you're saying Matthew is ripping us off? No, we should have our legal I'm team not. contact him. <laughs> not at all. You'll be hearing all. from our. Oh, okay. Sorry. Uh, okay, I'll move on from there. One, I thought one of us said that, but I think we just talked about certified pre-owned. Okay, yeah, I think so. Now on my three driving pet peeves, mm-hmm. John Miller at JKM five six three said, "I agree with KJ on her three road rage set-offs. My top three are one use of turn signals, the little arm on the left hand side of the steering wheel, use it. 
Number two, <laughs> merging traffic. Get over, traffic entering must yield. Mm-hmm. Emerging traffic was one of mine. And then number three was also one of mine. Left lane is not a travel lane. Move right. Hmm. And I agree, John. And yeah. turn signals is turn the use of not the non use of turn signals is on my list, too. But well, I was just, not allowed to do any more than three. Well, I, I was about to say, where's the rest of his top three? Because yeah. your top three was like six long. Yeah. So. Now, Jeannie and Bmore at JB Hoops 32 said to replied to John Miller. Number three is my number one by a landslide. So Jeannie also can't stand it when the left lane is used as a travel lane. Hmm. Swagmaster. We're talking about like on two, on two lane highways, right? Yes. Yes, we are. Okay. Uh, Swagmaster, Robert Colpine at our Colpine. KJ, I am right there with you on the number one. When those yahoos try to pass on the right, <laughs> when traffic merges, annoys me to no end. Not only do I speed up. But I take up both lanes and slow down to a crawl so they cannot wow. pass. Hashtag road rage. Wow, that is <laughs> yes. aggressive in a, in a way that I can, I can get behind. I appreciate that he, he called them yahoos because uh, yes. the Hall of Famer and I use yahoos around here quite a bit when we're, when we're talking to our dogs and stuff like that. So yeah, I like to use yahoos. Knucklehead's nice yeah. too. Yeah, Like I often call my kids knuckleheads. I like in a, that. In an endearing way, yeah. I, I, did you see that, uh, Robert? I think he just recently posted his, I think it was his very first jingle that he did. I saw that he posted it. I haven't mm-hmm. listened to it yet. I listened to it today. You should go listen to it. Okay. It's funny. It's good. I liked it. He did a good job. Night. He did like a full-length Barry Manilow song, which is always, you know. Oh, he did. I, okay. I remember the days when everything, I, the, it's like when you start out with this stuff, yeah. so many people like do like full-length ones because you get into it and you're like, oh, I just, just want to do it. And it it's that kind of falls off after a while and you're like, I only got 30 seconds to throw into this. <laughs> but but uh, I appreciate the throwback to the full length. Absolutely. It's been a while on those. I mm-hmm. didn't know he posted a whole full length one, but I saw that he posted one that, that he wrote one minute version. So I assumed there was a full length one. Yes. And I, I listened to the version on uh, Little Songs and it's uh, <laughs> my favorite part is the bridge and I won't spoil it. Yeah, don't spoil it. He, I know he talks he, uh, a lot about yeah. swag, swag stuff. Yes, it's good. The bridge is good. He's it's got like some. He's just talking in there some and put some clips in there. It's it's good. Oh, good. Well, I'm gonna go listen to that very soon. Then when we're when we wrap up here. Cool, cool. Um, Jen Babish again at J Bab Sports Chick. Mm-hmm. She retweeted something from Sports Center, and what she said was, "This is bordering on acceptable." Now here's what it was. Oh yeah, I saw this. You saw okay. this. This was um, Sports Center tweeted with a little help from the um, at Preds NHL. That's the Nashville Predators hockey team. Basically, mm-hmm. this proposal was done right. So they're they're talking about a marriage proposal, and what it what it was was before the game. So like the the players are on on their skates, but they're not in the rink yet. They're walking out, so they're inside. They're in the inner part of the stadium the or the, they're coming the out, tunnel. They're coming out yeah. of the tunnel. Yeah. And there aren't that many people there, but people are, you know, aligning up along the ropes and fans. And stuff, yeah. fans yep. And the play, one of the players walks by and the girl, uh, there's a girl right there that's really excited to see him. He's got her camera out because she's going to take a picture of one of her favorite players or her favorite player. I don't know. And he, he, instead of getting a picture with her, he had a ring on his pinky finger and he handed it to her and she took it off. And he told he must have said something to her, like turn around or whatever. And he she turned around and her 
fiance, her boyfriend at the time was on one knee proposing with that ring that the hmm. player gave her. And so, so she, she was now totally engaged confused. to the boyfriend or mm-hmm. the player. It can be confusing, can't it? Mm-hmm. Yeah. So I saw I tweeted something like I wasn't sure what I thought, but I'm leaning toward unacceptable. Uh, definitely more acceptable, but I wonder if he had an in with that guy and like knew the player or because I feel like to be back in that part of the arena, you have to have some sort of connection at some point. Or maybe you just paid a lot of money for tickets. So I'm wondering well, yeah, if they, he had to pay a lot for that to happen. Or It was pretty loud back there. There was a lot of cheering. It seemed like there was a lot of people. So I don't know if you have to just get there early or, like you say, have maybe know somebody. I, I highly doubt it's a just show up early and you get back there. Okay. Well, I mean, it could be. It's hockey. I mean, it's, they, it's a different – it's almost like a different tier. You have, like, the top three sports, major three sports in America, and then hockey's a little bit below there. But, well, he, I, I mean, really. He obviously had not some – well, I'm not saying well, as a sport. I'm saying as a – you know, as visibility and importance to most of America. Yes. Hockey certainly in fourth, and it is yes. a step down from the other three. Yeah. Yeah, and I think he, he obviously set this up ahead of time to give the guy the ring to give to her. If not, that would be an even amazing that story. Would be, that would be acceptable to me. Yes, that would be even more awesome if the player just walked by and said, I got a ring, and I'm going to give it to the first girl I see out there that I think should be getting married. And I'm just going to guess that yeah. her boyfriend's there with her. Right. And the boyfriend saw it coming and, you know, got down on one knee behind her. So, hey. Yeah. But, you know, I, I kind of like it that it was smaller and it wasn't like out in the arena. But I and it's kind of cool that he got her favorite player involved. So that's kind of sweet. But still, I lean towards doing this in private. I 100 percent. I'm I'm not the type of person that's like, hey, you're out in the restaurant in the middle of the restaurant with other people there and you like put it in the Champagne, the bread or, or yeah, the, yeah. yeah the, <laughs> I wonder how many people have eaten. I don't know <laughs> engagement rings or got that diamond rolling around in there <laughs> at some point from you know. Oh, don't drink that so fast. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, I guess that's okay to be at a restaurant, but I'm just and and Patrick M at SFPODGE mm-hmm. agreed. He said he he said same because he was responding to my tweet where I said I'm leaning towards unacceptable. What the hell is wrong with simply taking your intended to a nice dinner and proposing in private? Amen. The private part I like. And you, yeah, take them yep. to a dinner. Go go out to eat. Go do something that you like to do together. And then privately, quietly. It could be in a public place. I mean, I did it in a parking lot. But there was nobody else yes, around. Yes, but and then it was a you went thing. to a nice dinner well, afterwards. I wouldn't say nice. Taco Bell. Yeah, we just picked it up and came back to my apartment and ate it. Yeah, okay. Yeah. But I agree. I mean, it reminds me a little bit of these as a last five years or so, all these prom proposals where there always seems to be one upping of how crazy yeah. can I get to to yes. propose, uh, propose, not propose, but propose that you come to the prom with me, I guess. Is the, yeah, as somebody on a date. Yeah. yeah I totally. mean, why do we need to do that? Why do we need to make a spectacle, spectacle out of it? Just That's ask exactly the right. person. Why does everything need to be filmed? Why do we need to have video footage or a pictures of everything just enjoy the moment with the person that you're with and keep it between yourselves oh so i should shut the camera off with us right now while we're recording (laughs) (laughs) wait a minute what we got cameras uh news channel eight as they say (laughs) haha um when bonnie called in before it actually came up and said hey you know she's enabled cameras oh did it 
Yeah, but, I mean, she was on her phone, so it's not it didn't work that way. Yeah, and then you know, I don't have a camera hooked up, so no, wouldn't have seen me. So no, we we don't need to see me either. We keep. So are we going to do a video podcast one day? Um, no, I doubt it. <laughs> but well, two more things about this video. Number one, yes. I read the story behind the video. It said that this girl's dream was to get engaged at a Nashville Predators game. So there's that. There's no way I'm marrying that. Right, there's that. So that that makes this whole thing a little more unacceptable to me. But the funniest part about that entire video to me is after they got engaged and they hugged each other, as people will do, the boy, there's a boy sitting standing next to her and he's probably 10 and he turned You've analyzed this like this is a pruder field. Uh, it, it, he turned and looked <laughs> at her like what is wrong with you what in the world is going on everybody's See, cheering children know yeah kids exactly. know they they have the innocent they don't have the mind that has become clouded with preteens and you know once you get into your teenage years and become an adult and we become you know distracted or uh, our vision gets impaired with, and, and not our like eyesight vision, but like our ability to see through things and yeah. see through the crap. Yep. Ki- kids see right through stuff and get right to the point. Kids know. Yeah. He kind of looked at her like, what, what's happening yeah. here? We're here kids for hockey. Animals. We're here for hockey people. Yeah. When the, when the dog is like looking at you, like what's up with that? Or your kid is like, that doesn't make any sense. You should probably pay attention to them most of the time. Yeah. They're good I detectors agree. of bull crap usually. Yes. Okay. Last thing here. Last thing. You know that we you since season two of this podcast, we haven't done Amazon reviews. But when I was researching this turntable, mm-hmm. I it's this isn't a review, but I asked a question. And wait a minute. You on your personal account asked a question on the on on Amazon? Yes, I did. And oh, admittedly, admittedly it's probably a bad question because I I don't know I don't know what I'm talking about. <laughs> I pretty much know that it plays 33 and a third or 45, and there's one other speed that I can't remember. 78, 78. maybe? Yeah. Mm-hmm. That's the LP. But a lot of the, I was going to put, one of the albums I was going to order was Purple Rain. Mm-hmm. And Purple Rain Purple. was advertised as 180 grams. And I mm-hmm. didn't know if this machine would play a 180 gram record. You know what that is, right? No, I don't know what it is. So I, that's why I say, admittedly, it was probably a dumb question. No, not a dumb question, because I think it's, unless you're into that or know about how re- those records are made, it didn't... Yeah, I didn't it know. It not make sense. Yeah, totally. I know it's heavier than the Very normal record. But anyway, mm-hmm. it, it didn't say anywhere else what kind of record it was, like 33 and third or the other two speeds that it was compatible with. So I want to make sure before I bought the record that it would fit, that it would work. Well, I received two answers. Uh-oh. And I want you to tell me if you think they're helpful. Okay. <laughs> Kate, this is going to be good. Katie answered. I purchased two of these for gifts. I don't know yet what records they play. <laughs> okay. Thank you very much, Katie. That didn't even try to address your question. No, but Margaret did her one better. Margaret oh says, I Maggie, don't. what you doing? Margaret says, I don't know. <laughs> no. That, those were the two answers I received. No. Why do you answer? Why do you feel the need to answer me? Okay. This is... <laughs> This has inspired me and convinced me that we have to go starting, back. Starting next week, we're going back to Amazon yeah. reviews. We're bringing it back. This other thing that, you know, was trying to take it over and, you know, steal from us and do it in a more with more famous people. 
Yeah. So that, you know, yep. I haven't heard anything else from that. That didn't go anywhere. So we're taking it back. We're so next week, taking Amazon reviews are coming back. Perfect. So if you'd like to, us to review something on, if you'd like us to read a review on Amazon about something, send us a topic. I'm probably going to ignore it and pick my own anyway, because that's the way I roll. But <laughs> hey, give it a shot. Why not? Why not? Do you want me to explain the, the, the 180 yeah. grams and all that stuff now? Yeah. Because Katie and that's Margaret a, sure didn't answer me. I don't know. <laughs> no, I'm just kidding. <laughs> okay. No, it has nothing to do with the actual speed. Okay. Just the That's weight? just how, like, yeah, the weight, of, how much is on the, the record and stuff. So I can buy it. It will be compatible more than likely. More than likely, yes. Okay. Because that was one of the reasons I did not go for rubber sole for the Beatles, because the only one I could find said 180. As far as I know, as a, someone who does not own a turntable mm-hmm. and hasn't owned one since the early 80s. Yeah, but you know um, stuff. And I'm sure somebody, the thing is, somebody will absolutely correct us if I'm wrong. So I'm, I'm sure there are people out there to listen to this that, you know what we should do? What? We should put our podcast out on vinyl. Well, you know what? I was going to ask you, kind of related. We could do that. Is mm-hmm. Calm in the Crush on vinyl? Uh, no, I wanted to do vinyl, but it was like insanely expensive and you only got like 10 of them. Uh-huh. Yeah. Because for a short run and you have to do like hundreds of them to get it, to get the cost down. Sure. But I'm going to check around and see if I could do like a short run vinyl because I would love to have one. If it ever. I would love to have one just for the giant full size, you know, artwork. Yeah. That's why. That's another reason why it captures my eye. Yes. Those are very cool. Very cool. So if it ever does come, you ever get it on vinyl, let me know. I'm going to buy one. Oh, yeah. You got one for free, of course. Yeah. Send me a box of that. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah, I mean, honestly, I, like I said before, I don't even have a turntable. I have several vinyl records because I like the, yes. the cover, the the artwork of the covers blown up. So some of my favorite ones I have, like I have Nebraska. Yeah, well, we Nebraska's going to come. Clark, yeah. I'm getting Nebraska. Mm-hmm. I love the Nebraska album cover, yes. vinyl cover. So yeah, yeah and and I, and I love, and it's very simple and you know stark with the black and the red on the black on the back. It's it's very cool. So awesome. Um, yeah, I'm pretty sure that, you know, the 180 gram will work fine. It, how much actual like material is in the record itself, that kind of situation. Um, there's two different kind of measurements. Okay. Well, uh, clearly I need to do more research on, you know, understanding the verbiage, but at least I'll have the player soon. And, uh, it looks like revolver will be the first thing I play. Cool. What are you going to hook it up to? That's what I meant to ask before. And I didn't get around. Well, to here's. People, the audio, the true audio files out there are going to say, mm. no, ma'am, you screwed up. You're <laughs> going to ruin your records. Because believe me, I read it in the reviews. But I went okay. with a real starter that everything was included um, right there. It's a uh, record player. Speakers are built in. Uh, okay. So yeah, it'll be, it'll be it okay. And I figured that fine. if I like it a lot, then I might get start spending more because it's expensive hobby. Oh, and yes. that's the reason I a, that I kind of put it off the first time. And I thought, well, maybe I'll just try one of these cheaper ones, find one of the best ones in that category and see how you like mm-hmm. it. Yeah. I have a friend of mine who has um, a vinyl collection and he's huge uh, AV kind of person. Mm-hmm. Uh, and at one point he had an entire like little room in his house, like above his garage. Like, so it was like kind of a long, narrow room dedicated to just listening to music. Oh, yeah. So at yeah. one end of the room, you had like two like speakers that he had custom made, custom wired, custom built for the room. Like the people came out and laser measured the the dimensions of the room and the angles of the walls and built the Whoa. speakers to match that. I mean, this is like thousands upon thousands, 
like into the tens of thousands of dollars, you know, to get this, to put this stuff in there. And he had like one super nice receiver um, that he had a turntable that fed into and then like a CD player that fed into. Uh, and when I did an album, this is probably like 12 years ago now, the first band, full band album that I did where I wrote everything on there, uh, I took the master CD before we had it duplicated and replicated. I took it to his house and we played it through that and listened to the whole thing. And it's like, so he knows all about that and he's, he's got a lot. So if I ever get into it, I will definitely talk to him. But yeah, I, um, it's, it can get super expensive yeah. and it is something about it. And I've read all kinds of articles about this and I never, I was like, ah, oh, maybe I, you know, I believe in, you know, there's more than what we can see and, you know, stuff that happens and you can't explain it. And it's, it's beyond, you know, maybe it's another dimension. Maybe it's, you know, a spiritual thing. It's, it's other stuff out there. Mm-hmm. When you listen to the vinyl, there's something about the physical contact of the needle and the record and the stuff coming off and the way it sounds. It's like a psychoacoustic thing where psychologically it affects you differently than like a laser reading digital bits off a CD. Yeah, well, I'm hoping for that. And I also think it'll probably, there'll be some nostalgia there, you know? Oh, yeah. yeah. So you'll get a little bit of that, I think, with the built-in speakers. So, I mean, yeah, it'll, it'll, and it's certainly not going to mess the records up. Okay, well, good. It's just not going to sound as no. as like, you're not probably going to notice not notice the difference as much between, hey, I'm listening to this on an MP3 or like a yeah. CD versus, you know, vinyl like a on like a super high-end system. But like, could absolutely tell the difference on this guy's system. I mean, because I had my CD there, and then we'd listen to Dark Side of the Moon after that, and it was just like, I mean, obviously, <laughs> going from my album to one of the greatest <laughs> albums ever is a step in, you know, anyway, is a huge step. But then, but I had written that that album at that time was a concept album, so it was kind of like it flowed all the way from beginning to end. It was seventy-two minutes of Whoa. nonstop crazy stuff, themes weaving and you know interlocking and and stuff. And it, I meant I did it kind of like. Because I'm huge into, you know, Pink Floyd from the 70s. Mm-hmm. And then we listened to that afterwards and it was like on vinyl. And it's just like, it's like almost you can like feel it in the air. So it is it is a difference once you get the high end systems. But I, I, I imagine you'll get some of that even from the hearing it through the speaker on the built in thing. Well, no matter how much I decide to upgrade, I will never upgrade to what your friend had. Oh, I never will either. Yeah. <laughs> and it, are we ever going to see this album that you're talking about from that time period? Is it on YouTube? Do you have a physical copy? Is it ever going to be put out there in the world? I have. Yeah, I have I have a probably, we ordered several thousand CDs at that time. I probably got, you know, a box left. Well, send um, me a box of that. <laughs> <laughs> I may I may rip one and put it up on YouTube. It's It's another one of these where, you know, 10 years later, you look back at something and you're like, Man, that sucked. Yeah, yeah. So it's, 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 it's. So I, I may never. So put you it may out not there. want to ever put it out there. But I will say this: in this next year, I got several things coming up that I'm actually going to put some new music out there in some form or another. That's the plan for the next year. So I got like five projects I'm working on right now. Fabulous. In various stages. So it's coming. Fabulous, and, and I hope to I believe, as well. I believe you have some stuff that you might be doing. Yeah. Um, in, the, in the coming new year as well. Um, some stuff, maybe not plural, but at least singular. <laughs> <laughs> I'm looking forward to that. People should people should be excited about that. It's I'm excited. 2018. It's not 2017 is the best thing I can say about it. Yes, so far. exactly. <laughs> That's the best promotion for 2018. Yeah. So we'll end it right here. And it's not ominous, Patrick. It's everything's cool. <laughs> OK. Do you have anything else for this week? No, I think that'll do it. Okay, bye. Bye. 
Speaking of Tangent is brought to you by KJ Onstead and Jason Fuse. Hosted by Jason Fuse and KJ Onstead. Created by KJ Onstead and Jason Fuse. Music written and performed by Jason Fuse. Lyrics and vocals by KJ Onstead and Jason Fuse. Special consultant for guest acquisitions is KJ Onstead. And speaking of guests, again, we want to thank Bonnie Burkle for coming on with us. Thanks, Bonnie! We had a blast, and man, once again, she lived up to her nickname. Yes, indeed, Bonnie gets it done. You can follow her on Twitter at Bonnie Burko. That's B-O-N-N-I-E-B-E-R-K-O. Tweet at her, in a good way, I mean. Edited by Jason Fuse. Lighting by KJ Onstead and Jason Fuse. Oh, and you know what? Speaking of peanuts and salted and unsalted in the shell, I looked this up. The way they get the salt on the shell and then into the peanut is that they soak all the peanuts while in the shell in a huge vat with a brine solution. And they let that soak for, I don't know, a while, and then they drain that solution. And then they use a huge vacuum to suck all the excess air out of the peanuts. The brine then soaks into the peanut and the outer shell, subsequently. And what's left behind is a salty shell of goodness. But those peanuts in the shell, without salt, that I was referring to earlier, are better known as raw peanuts. And the reason I keep saying in the shell instead of the more obvious term, shelled peanuts, is because through my exhaustive research, a shelled peanut is actually a peanut that has had its shell removed. We already went through this with the pitted date. A pitted date to me is a date with a pit in it. And a shelled peanut should mean the peanut is inside the shell. It's all very confusing. And that, in a nutshell, is the English language for you. Graphics by Jason Fuse. I love snow peas. And I love you. Bye-bye.